Here's what's coming up on this week's show. And it's just, hey, just want to touch touch base on how you're doing. Now, you might be sending them emails every week. You might be sending them a text, you know, once or twice a month. But you can use automation to remind you to do that. The Beat. Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Manford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. Now, if you're here for the first time, hi, we're the podcast that helps small businesses grow by giving you a whole bunch of experts who know a thing or two about helping small businesses grow. Now, whether you've been here before or whether you haven't, if you could do two things for us, that would be fab. One, don't forget to hit follow on the podcast platform you're listening to us on because, you know, that helps you get all the future episodes and they're going to be really juicy. You don't want to miss those. And also, the other thing you can do is leave us a review too because that really helps to big us up in podcast land. Now, this week, Claire flies solo. I know. Very scary. (laughs) But I missed you. I missed you. So where were you? Yeah. Now it's not re- it's not often that I get internet issues. Luckily, but uh, just so you're up to speed, listener, on what goes on here. I live on a farm in the middle of nowhere, so I can't rely on the super fast broadband that most of the UK gets by having all those lovely cables under the ground that BT own. Mm-hmm. So I have to have it overhead and use radio links and stuff. It's all very complicated, very technical, which is great when the weather's good. But if the weather's a bit pants, gets a bit windy, perhaps then perhaps not so good. So on the day that we had to do this interview that you're going to hear in a second, um, it was windy, so I didn't get any internet problem. I had internet problems, basically. I mean, in a nutshell, to make a long story short, <laughs> I had problems with my internet, didn't I? Well, it's your own fault for living out in the sticks. You need to move more inland. Inland. More inland? Not like I'm on an island in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like you're by the sea or something. But, um... but you did okay. You did okay. This is an amazingly good interview. This is a really... This is so You need a pen and paper for this one. Yeah. This is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So for this interview, we talked to Eli Delaney. So Eli Delaney is an automated systems strategist. And what Eli does is... That's easy for you to say. I really had to concentrate (laughs) when I said that. Um, What is he? No, don't make me do it again. All right, I'm going to do it again. And I need new glasses. Um, Automated systems strategist. Well done, that's second time. straight. everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's really attractive. Lovely. Um, So he helps business owners to increase their productivity um, and convert connections into clients, but whilst helping keeping those leads warm and does this in such a way by using automated systems so we can make sure that we push our leads and our prospects through the system to ultimately convert them to paying clients. Yeah, this is a really tricky one. What do you do when you get a lead that's kind of interested but doesn't really want to put their money in, uh, yeah, on their table how do you deal with that what, what do you do with those warm leads how how often do you get in touch Ooh, with them how often yeah how, big question how long one. do you keep them for before you think oh I'm not going to bother with them anymore um, lots of questions and lots of really great answers and some practical things that you can do right now let's have a listen this is the Big Little Business Show I think it's very important to determine what we actually mean by a warm lead. So, in your view, then, what would you say is the definition of a warm lead? A warm lead is somebody who's basically raised their hand and said, okay, this interests me, tell me more. That really, really boils it down because not everybody we meet is a lead. Certain people are just connections. Some people might think it, it's interesting, but they have no desire. They have no need for it. That's not really a lead. That's just a, a person and they're a good connection. Down the road, they might become a lead. But the most important thing is this is, this is interesting. I, I, I might need this. 
tell me more. And that's really what a lead turns into. Yeah. So somebody that's invested their time to want to know more about the services or the product that you offer. Exactly. Okay. So how about um, maybe if somebody inquires about your product or your service and you don't get to that point where you feel they're actually engaged and listening and invested in you, what would you do with them next? What would you do with that type of lead? Uh, Those are the people that I actually, I think these are the people that are under appreciated because just because somebody isn't ready for your products or services today does not mean that that won't change, you know, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, even a decade down the road. I mean, for me personally, I've literally had people come back 10 years later and say, I need some help. Can we talk? And so the most important thing you want to do is don't give up on those guys. Stay in touch with them. Now, you can use automation, which is my favorite thing to do. Um, Use tools to put them into an autoresponder system to just stay in touch with them, pop in. And we're not talking about put them on a newsletter list where, where you send out your newsletters and your pitch of the week. This is a, hey, I just want to check in, see how you're doing, what's going on, or down the road, you know, hey, I found this book that I thought was really important. This is what I like about it. I thought you might be interested. Check it out. Let me know what you think once you've read it. Little things like that. That's just Mm. touch base communication, stuff you would do one-on-one if you if you had the time to, but we're talking about a world where sometimes we've got five, 10, 15, 50, 100,000 people that we want to stay in touch with. And there just isn't time to do that individually, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean we can't utilize the tools to deal, still have that same type of communication. Yeah, that's really interesting you say that because we've talked about that a lot actually on previous podcasts about the relationship building um, and adapting to the needs of that individual situation um, is, is so, so important. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you think there's maybe varying degrees then of, of a warm um, prospect or a warm lead um, and that would maybe change the next step, um, you know, if, if there'd be somebody that's maybe just slightly warm coming in, yeah, go on then tell me a little bit more to somebody that's like, absolutely, you know, I, I need to speak to you again in two days. Um, mm-hmm. Could you maybe give us some examples of how you would respond to maybe both those situations? Well, somebody who's, who's like, well, you know, you know, send me more information. They're not necessarily, they're kind of interested, but they're just try, kind of testing the water. The most important thing is education. Give them give them stuff, show them examples, give them case studies. And we're not talking testimonials, testimonials. Somebody who says, um, you know, Hey, Claire is awesome. You should definitely work with her. A case study is, you know, Jill came in, I worked with her. This is where she was when we started. This is where we are now. And this is the, this is what she had to say about that. And so there's a difference in the, the language with it and the way it's presented. Those people are great for those kind of things, sharing case studies. And then, of course, like I said, keep going with the uh, just tips, tricks, resources, things that are just adding value, not from a sales perspective of come buy my stuff, but from, hey, here's something that might be useful. And then you can put in there, you know, after your signature, by the way, if you want to chat, here's a link to my calendar. Mm. I mean, I do that all the time. And I have people book on my calendar like crazy because of that simple thing, because it's the right place at the right time. I send them something that is just a, an added value piece. And they go, you know what? I've actually needed to talk to you, Eli. Let's, let's book a call. And they just, I mean, they don't even reply back. They just go through and, Mm. you know, click on my calendar and boom, there they are. 
Um, now the flip side is somebody who's hot, somebody who says, okay, yeah, this is very interested. I'm in it. I, I need help. That's where you're like, okay, you know, what is that next step? You know, depending on your business and how things are set up, I love to have conversations with people. We also do a higher ticket item for ourselves. So mm-hmm. this is something that requires a phone call or a zoom call of some sort. So I'm, I'm right in there. It's like, Hey, let's just, let's just book a call and chat and we'll, let's see how we can help you out. Uh-huh. and get them right for that. Um, you know, some people, they are going right for the sales. Maybe you're selling a coaching program that's per, it's lower ticket. You can send them to the sales page or something like that. Sure. I mean, how, how do you know when that temperature changes then? Uh, what should we maybe be looking out for? And, you know, what should we do at that point? You're looking for their curiosity when, when they start asking more questions. If they start asking you a lot of questions, that means they're interested. And, and, and on the flip side, you should be asking a lot of questions, Hmm. you know, just not whether it be um, a face-to-face phone call, even through an email. I love using questions through an email because the best thing in the world is to, to take just an email, which we all get emails. We get hundreds of them a day, but turn that into an actual dialogue, into a conversation. And the easiest way to do that is, you know, here's something I thought you might find valuable. I would love it if you would let me know what you did or tell me what you thought of it once you read this book. Or hmm. are you interested in having a chat? You know, you just go, you just ask the question to elicit a response. When you elicit a response, that warms them up. That shows that they are more interested in what you have to say and how you might be able to help them out. And so always, you're always looking for them to ask questions because the more questions they're asking, that means they're already interested. And then the second thing is elicit them to respond to your questions, which will then move into that next phase as well. And I don't know what your thoughts are, but um, I, I really do feel there's been a shift with the whole sales world. Um, I think people... I've got a little bit tired of the feeling of being sold to, and I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, this is what you're just talking about with the previous question. So, (laughs) um, but ultimately we are here to um, run a business. You know, we are here to make profits. We are here to increase our revenue. So, but how, how could we maybe know if we are coming over too pushy? Um, You know, for people maybe that are thinking, I don't know, am I, aren't I? What would you say to that? Um, it's a really, it's a really good question. And the, the way you put that, I think it's so funny because you said that, you know, people just, they're, they're tired of being sold to. Uh, well, reality mm-hmm. is, um, and, and if you've been in business for a while, you've probably heard this phrase, uh, nobody wants to be sold to, but everybody loves buying stuff. <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah. Okay. So it's that, and that's been around for as long as I've been in business. I've been in business for almost 30 years now. And it's always been there. So nobody wants to be pitched. Nobody wants to be sold to. What they want is a solution to a problem they have. And and think of it from that standpoint. And what you're doing is you're adding value to them. And I always tell people, start your day. And and this is something that I do. I wake up and I'm like, okay, who am I going to help today? And that might be a client, that might be a prospect, that might be a random stranger on Facebook or, or somebody walking down the street. It doesn't matter to me. I just want to be here to be of service to help other people. Um, now, don't, don't get me wrong. I am in business. I love being in business. I am, I'm a self, um, you know, self-proclaimed capitalist. I do like getting paid. But it's not about the money. The money is the reward. So the value you provide is measured by getting paid at the end. And when you shift the mindset to that, what ends up happening is you're like, wait a minute, 
if I'm adding more value and I'm providing a better solution that's going to help this person more and maybe help more people, then it, that's, that's okay. And at the end, show, you know, getting paid for it is showing that you did the right thing. So just do the right thing from the get-go and tell people, you know, hey, this is, this is what it is. This is how I help people. And I, again, I like to use case studies. It's like, here's a great example of one for you. This is what I've done. And this is, this is this person got these kind of results out of it. I would love to see if we can help you do the same thing. And here's how much it is. I mean, it's almost like an afterthought. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is what we can do. This is what we love doing. This is how awesome it is. It's so much fun because I love helping people. Yeah, this is how much it costs. Is there such a thing of uh, maybe a length of time before giving up? Uh, you know, some people, um, you know, have previously said to me, I don't know, well, how long do you keep on going no. back to that person? Is there such a thing? What would you say? No. Um, you know, in, in the sales world, they, they usually, there's an old joke of that you follow up until they buy or die. Um, now, obviously, that's kind of a more grim look at it, but reality yeah. is you never know when somebody's going to change, when somebody's the time is going to be right. And so I'm a big advocate for I will stay in touch with people until they tell me to stop. Now, because my methodology is different, because I'm not pitching all the time, I am doing a lot. Of, there's a lot of conversation pieces. There's a lot of, you know, hey, here's a great book or here's a video that I that I watched that I thought you might find interesting. Or here's an article that I found or, you know, sometimes it's even some of my own stuff. It's like, hey, here's something that I, I had a client work on today. I thought it was really powerful. You should give this a try and see if it works. Um I come from a pace, place of communication and just like, you know, hey, check this out. Try it. Let me know what, how it works for you. You know, you see how it's very casual mm. in mm. the way mm. that I put it. Then the fun thing about it is I don't hide what I do. I don't hide how I help people. If I say, here's something you could try that might work in your business, give it a try and let me know how it did for you. I just gave you results in advance. You know, I gave you a, an, ex, a sample basically. It's like going to, you know, going to the store where they have the samples, you get to taste it before you actually go buy it and take it home. Well, I gave you a taste of it so you can see what it is. I mean, I think I, I'll, I'll, I might butcher this, but it was a phrase that I heard by uh, Frank Kern, one of the greatest guys in marketing ever. And he's like, the best way that you can show people that um, of how you can help them is by actually helping them. And that is so in line with the way I love to think about things. It's like, I'm not going to pitch you on how I can help you. I'm like, you know, go try this. This is something that I'll do with my clients. Go try it. See what happens. Let me know what you think. I've had people do that, come back the next day and go, oh my oh. gosh, you like, yeah, where do I sign? Yeah. Because they got results immediately. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay. Um, so as a automated systems uh, strategist, uh, with regards to keeping, you know, warm leads warm, mm-hmm. how much of that do you think is well, maybe a healthy balance and how much of that do you think can be automated against um, going maybe, as you've mentioned before, that extra mile to mm-hmm. reach out to them personally? Is yeah. this maybe some ratio that you work with? or um, The ratio, I mean, I generally... I do a lot more on the automation side for the very simple fact that, that, you know, when you get to a certain number, you just, you run out of hours, Mm. you can't manually do everything, but let's say, you know, you, you have a good, a good chat with somebody 
and they're just not ready yet for whatever reason. Well, staying in touch, sending them emails, maybe sending them a text message, which by the way, you can all set it set up automated through a CRM system mm-hmm. and have it recommend a book or even the texting. One of the things I love doing, because texting is a, t- is a touchy one because people don't want to get pitched all the time on their text, but they get it. Us marketers, we ruin everything, <laughs> right? So what what I like to actually do is I will send an email saying, here's something cool you could check out. Let me know what you think. And then I'll follow up with a text that says, I sent you an email about an hour ago. I wanted you to check and make sure that you got it. Ah, that's, I like that. Okay. So you're kind of two prong attack there. Yeah. And then, you know, you can put it all in place. And then if you're using a good solid CRM system, you can assign a task to yourself that say maybe in 45 days, you assign a task to yourself to pick up the phone and actually call that person. Mm. Yeah, I like that. And it's just, hey, just want to touch it, touch base on how you're doing. Now, you might be sending them emails every week. You might be sending them a text, you know, once or twice a month. And then every couple of months, you're actually picking up the phone and calling it. But you can use automation to remind you to do that. So it's a task that's assigned on a certain day so you don't have to think too hard. So we leverage the technology to make our lives easier. So um, I'm sure there's some people listening who have, and we've all had this situation where you think you're running on the right tracks. You've got somebody uh, engaged, maybe you've been speaking to them for several months and all of a sudden that direction changes. And, you know, sometimes um, I think with experience as well, you can sense it. You can sense these subtle little changes. Right. Um, But then what happens? So we've got, say, for example, we've got all these automated systems in place and they're responding to all these various, you know, marketing strategies that we're using. And then they drop off and they go off the boil. Mm -hmm. How can we bring them back? Um, Is it is it always possible to do this? And I mean, how, how would you do that if you feel someone slipping through your fingers? If someone's slipping through my fingers, the very first thing you do is try to figure out why. Mm -hmm. Um, That's. I mean, that's a critical piece is what, what is it that changed? Because they don't just disappear. There, there's a reason. Some, somehow they were influenced one way or another. That could have been that they are talking to somebody else and that person, you know, they're, they're better at their pitch, essentially. Um, it could be that they're getting cold feet. Maybe they're, they're afraid. I see this a lot. They're afraid because they've invested in a lot of stuff and they're afraid that they won't be successful, not because of me or my programs, but because of their own uh, shortcomings. And so that happens a lot. Sometimes they just all, you know, something happened and they don't have the money anymore. Or sometimes we, as the salesperson, talk too much and we will actually talk them out of the sale. And I see that actually a lot more than people realize. Um, so, you know, that's one of the things about being a salesperson, you're supposed to be a better listener than a talker, because the more you talk, the more likely they're not going to buy. And so, you, you know, catch up with those kind of things, but ultimately one of the most important things to think about it is stay in touch. You know, you might back off, you might move from a sales conversation to a value add conversation and just, you know, pop back in every once in a while, you know, one of the most amazing things in the world. And I, and this is, I like to call this, I call this the bring them back. Um, I will do this. If somebody has a big list, we do this with clients all the time. And, I, and if anybody listening to this, just take a pen out. If you're not paying any attention, take a pen, write this down. Cause I'm going to give you the script. Um, very simple thing. You can send an email out 
And by the way, you could use the same basic thing on a text or um, Facebook message or whatever, but obviously email is the easiest because you can set it up in a CRM, but you do a subject line of, you know, I'm such a slacker. Okay. This is for, by the way, for somebody you haven't talked to in at least 30 days. And you just say, I am, I am such a slacker as a subject line. And then you go to say, Hey there, I realize I haven't stayed in touch with you the way I should have. And I apologize for that. I'm very sorry for dropping the ball. I just wanted to, to let you know that I will do a better job of staying in touch. And I want to make sure that I'm always helping you any way I can. What projects are you working on? Is there anything cool and exciting? And is there anything I can do to help you with them? I love that. <laughs> and, and send that out. Now, I'm going to challenge everybody listening to this to do that and then connect with me in any social media site, whichever one you want to connect with me, reach out, say you heard me on the show and that you did the thing and tell me what the results are. I have one client who used that and we actually had a series because there's a whole process to make it bigger, better, cooler, but that what I gave you was just the, the quick and dirty version. Um, she sent out the very first email. The next day she goes, we need to stop the campaign. Like, don't send any more out. Mm. I'm like, why? What's wrong? She comes back and says, I had a hundred percent response. Wow. Everybody replied. And I'm like, what do you mean everybody replied? I was like, no, there's no chance everybody replied. Lo and behold, we looked, everybody replied. Her calendar was booked solid for the next month. And she ended up making over $12,000 in sales by the end of the week wow. because of that one email. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's really powerful stuff. And did you notice something about that email? You know, did you notice something missing out of that email? It didn't actually talk at all about what it is that you're currently doing. It was all about them. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. all about them. I didn't yeah. pitch them anything. All you do is you basically, you're just touching base. You said, Hey, you know what? I dropped the ball. You mm. take responsibility for the fact that you haven't communicated the way you should and that you promise to do better because again, you're coming from a place of being a friend, being somebody who cares about them. And a friend would be somebody who would send something like mm -hmm. that. A friend would be like, you know what? I'm a horrible friend. I've done a horrible job of staying in touch with you. I'm sorry. And I promise to do better now. What's been going on? I've missed you. Yeah. Well, use the same tonality and same language for this email. And you, and you just get responses back. I mean, I've had, I've had variations from that to another, another gentleman that I had to use that same exact uh, script. He sent it out. It was funny because we had a call on a Thursday, Friday, or no, this was a the call was on Monday, Tuesday. He sends the email out. He's East coast in the U S I'm West coast in the U S he sends it out at 8 AM his time. Um, sends it to me. I wake up and I see, I think it was seven or eight o'clock my time. So we're three hours off. And he says, I cannot believe this. Eli, I sent this at eight o'clock and I've already had 20 responses to this. And it was, it had only been two or three hours. Okay. He ended up at, by the end of the week, he launched a new $500 a month coaching program, had somebody enrolled for a program that didn't exist on Monday when we talked, but it was all started because of that one email. That's incredible. People maybe are um, 
less inclined to be uh, to use automated systems mm-hmm. to start off with until they explore further exactly what their capabilities are because maybe the word automated is in some people's eyes maybe taking away that personal mm-hmm. touch yeah um but as you've just said it's absolutely achievable to merge and complement you know both of those strategies yeah well and that, and it's funny that you say that because that is actually something that that is the number one resistance that i get oh is it people. okay it is the number <laughs> yeah. one resistance because people are like i don't want to use all the automated stuff because people don't want to talk to a robot they want to talk to a real person mm-hmm. and i don't want to lose that personal feel because i'm really really you know kind of touchy-feely with my clients and i want them to know that i really care about them i'm like that's where you know, we can do that. We can accomplish that. And the reason that they have these reservations is because they've seen it gone wrong. You know, I mean, we've all had that where all of a sudden we're having a conversation with a bot on Facebook and, and the bot's just going in circles doing all kinds of silly, stupid things. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a Roomba, Roomba stuck in a corner. Um, <laughs> and those, I mean, that just creates a horrible experience. And we've all been there before. Or, you know, the... Uh, telephone system hell where you just, you know, you can't talk to a real person because it keeps going around and it says, if you say this word, if you want that, I'm sorry, I didn't understand you. Is it because you're not listening? (laughs) You're a robot. You're supposed to listen. I mean, those kind of things happen and it creates a a stigma against using technology and automation tools. The key with it is, and this is where thinking out the process comes into play is thinking out the process and building a system that has the look, the feel, the personality, and the cadence of a real conversation, just putting it into an automated process. But here's the thing, like for me with email, uh, email again, it's my, it's my favorite uh, modality to communicate with people. If somebody replies to any of the emails that I have put together, when they reply, it comes to me. I check it. I don't have somebody else checking it. It doesn't go into a black hole somewhere. I check it. Now that's gone from a one-way communication where I leverage technology to communicate with more people easily and faster to the certain people who are warmer, the people who raise their hands. Like we started this conversation. They raise their hands and they say, okay, tell me more, or this was an awesome book. Thank you so much. Whatever that is, they've now replied back. It comes to me personally. And now it starts a dialogue between myself and them, which is a real conversation with real people. And that's the key. Dialogues and conversations lead to sales. That's the key to it. Thank you so much. Um, You've come up with such valuable, uh, thought-provoking, um, you know, advice for us all. And I think, you know, very much uh, for myself, it's really narrowed that gap between keeping that authenticity with the personal touch with, with you know, this amazing technology that we have at our fingertips as well. So thank you so much for that. Um, so I'd like to just ask you, Eli, uh, could you please maybe share your top, in summary, your top three tips for those who are listening as to how they can keep their warm leads warm. Yeah. So first and foremost, get a CRM. Um, like I, like I said, if somebody wants to, to have a conversation, I'm happy to, to 
put my thoughts out on some stuff that might help with that, but pick a CRM. I don't really care what software you use as long as it just does the basic job um, because you need to track that stuff. If you're tracking stuff in spreadsheets, you are hurting yourself. You will drop the ball. The spreadsheet is the most inefficient way to do it other than, you know, maybe note cards. Um, you know, we're in the, you know, we're in the year 2022 right now. We have the technology to make your life easier and it will also make you do a better job with it. So get a CRM. That's the very first thing. The second thing, send that email that I said. Um, if you've got people you haven't talked to in, in 30 days or longer, go send that email to them and do that ASAP. Because if you do that, you're going to get conversations and conversations always are the key to leading to sales. You have mm -hmm. to have a dialogue before you can get to the next step. And that email is a great way to start it. If worst case, worst case scenario, it'll warm them up to you communicating differently down the road. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is never give up on them. Always know that people's situation changes. It doesn't matter why they didn't buy today. Maybe they weren't ready. Maybe they didn't think they were ready. Maybe did they didn't actually truly have the money that they, you know, today. They might be broke oh. today and they might get an inheritance tomorrow. You never know what's going to happen. And it doesn't matter what the excuse is unless you both agree that you guys should not work together. Always stay in touch. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Absolutely. Brilliant. Three top tips there. Thank you, Eli. Okay, so now we come on to uh, the last part um, of the interview. Uh, we asked some questions um, to you, Eli, which are completely unrelated to the topic and what we've been talking about. And these questions are inspired by the US show Inside the Actors Studio. So I'm just going to ask you, did you just have a little laugh there, Eli? Yeah. You know what's coming. Could be entertaining. Okay, uh, what about your favorite biscuit? My favorite biscuit. Now, now are you free to refer, because you guys... Um, um, you guys are I know calling, what you're going to say. It's a cookie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I thought I would, do you know what? I, I stopped myself because I was about to say that. And I thought, actually, I'm going to say biscuit and see what you say. Yeah. But yes, we're referring to cookie. Yep. Okay. So um, oh, let's see. I would say probably, I don't know that I have a favorite, favorite, like out of this world favorite, um, but peanut butter. I like peanut butter cookies. They're, they're simple. Oh, they yeah. smell, they always smell good. Um, and and you, you really, you can't screw up a peanut butter cookie. <laughs> I've never had a peanut butter cookie before. Oh, really? Oh, no. And, and super I easy love make, peanut so. butter. Okay. And they're super easy to make, like super easy to make. So you definitely, I'll see if I can find your recipe because they're super easy to make. Yeah. Thank you. That sounds amazing. Um, what about uh, your favorite word? I don't know. The word that I use a lot is dude. <laughs> uh, and and, and here in the use it's a, a whole joke with that especially if you if you know anything about the like southern california culture which is not where i'm at but um you know it's very popular it's, everybody's mm -hmm. a dude everything is a dude it doesn't matter yeah. it could be a, your dog can be a dude you know it doesn't matter it's not it's not a male pronoun in any way shape or form it could be your dog it could be a male it could be a female it could be it could be the car in front of you it could be the stoplight <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really matter um but it's a word that I, I can say that I definitely use a lot. So that would definitely be on my, my list of probably one of my favorite words. 
That is a good word, but I have to say, as soon as you said the word dude, it just reminded me of Nemo with the turtle who's mm-hmm. riding the uh, riding the wave saying Total, totally radical dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's been a pleasure speaking with you. I could uh, keep keep talking to you, keep talking to you for longer and uh, very, very grateful for you coming onto the show. Um, so people, um, are, 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 uh, people who are listening, um, how can they get in touch with you? So what's the best way to reach out and contact you? Okay. Well, first off, thank you for having me it's a pleasure doing this um this these kind of conversations are always fun it's like let's just have a cool conversation share some fun stuff and and hopefully people get good nuggets out of it um best way to connect with me is very simple connect with eli.com now eli is spelled e-l-y okay connect with eli.com and I make it super simple. That's like a hub site. You can, I have some free stuff you can check out. You can find me in all the social media sites. You can email me. You can download all my information. You can book a call with me just to chat. I, I call it a quick chat. And it literally is that conversation. It's like what we talked about earlier. I love to just meet cool people and have cool conversations. So if you want to book a call with me and just say, I heard you on the show with Claire and let's, you know, I'd love to chat and and get to know you more. I I'm totally game for that. If in that conversation, I think it's something that maybe we can work together, then we'll, we'll talk about that, but that's not what it's about. It's about me getting to know you, see who you are, what makes you tick, what, what cool stuff are you working on? And if there is a way I can help you, whether that be, you know, us working with you, which would be awesome. But if it's not, and it's maybe, maybe it's a recommendation for a book or referral, somebody that I know, cause I know thousands of people that I'm cool with that. I just want to have cool conversations with cool people. Cause that's one of my favorite things in the world to do. So all of that is at connect with Eli.com. And again, Eli is with a Y. This is the big little business show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. So obviously I wasn't there for the for the interview, but I had to listen to it afterwards. And that's just before we've recorded this piece here, which you're listening to right now. And I was actually thinking, oh, I'm going to do that. And every five minutes I'm thinking, that's a great idea. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. And that email suggestion that he uh, came up with about, you know, I'm a bit of a klutz. Um, I've not been keeping in touch with you. Uh, uh, how can I help sort of thing? Hope everything's OK. Uh, even though that's automated, it's real. And it comes from your mouth and your brain. And then when someone responds to that, then you can get on board and do something more personal on, and, and maybe have a phone call or whatever it might be. Such a great mm. idea. Mm. And like I was like, why did I not think of that? Yeah, um, I, I agree totally. I, the word automation has always um, concerned me slightly, if I'll be perfectly honest, because I'm very much um, about building that rapport and that relationship up. And I thought, well, if a computer comes in, surely you're going to lose that element of it. And I haven't ever heard, um, you know, so many pieces of valuable advice from somebody about actually how you can really merge the two together to get the best out of both um, and still keep that personal touch. And that email that you're referring to, I thought, well, again, was a fantastic idea because it's it's so informal um, and, dare I say, almost slightly vulnerable that people are going to be much more receptive to something like that rather than just sending loads of information out about what you do. I'm going to do that too. Yeah, brilliant. And actually, and mm. it's good what Eli was saying about how people get scared by the word automation because, yes, there's a bad side to automation, which is those horrible mazes you have to go through when you phone up your insurance company. Don't even get me going with those. They're horrible. Your call is important to us. If it was important to us, then you'd have more staff to actually answer the phones. Uh, But And also there's other things. You know, when you get an email through from a, uh, a mailing list, 
sometimes it's so easy to tell that oh, this is an email from a mailing list. And like we've spoken about on the podcast before with our episodes about uh, Aweber, uh, go and search for email marketing uh, on your podcast platform when you'll, you'll hear those great episodes. But there are ways that you can do it to make it personal, even though, yes, it's scheduled and it's automated. But then, like Eli said, as soon as you get a response from one of those things, then you can pick up on it personally and actually interact with that person on a one-to-one basis. Then it's not automated. So it's a tool to help you um, get in touch with more people at once but it's not something so you don't have to do anything. Yeah, absolutely. And also as well, um, for me, was the how many times do you keep going back to people? Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I felt, should I do it again? I don't know. They haven't replied to the last one. But because there's so he opened our minds up to so many different ways you can speak to somebody and shake it up a bit. So Definitely. if yeah. you're always speaking to somebody on one social media tool, shake it up and contact them on another one. Because then they will be, oh, hang on, oh, she doesn't normally message me on here. Um, just breaks up that cycle a little bit. So there's many more options that we have and just to keep going, really, until they say don't. People get really worried, don't they, when their mm. email list gets shorter or people unfollow them on Instagram or Facebook and stuff. Mm. But that just means they're not interested in what you've got to sell anymore. And that's great because if they're not interested, you don't want them, do you? Well, no. And then, you know, at the end of the day, they're not the type of people that write for you. And equally, maybe you're, you know, you're not right for them. And that's absolutely fine. We're, we're not a good fit for everybody. But the people out there, you will find. But sometimes not straight away. And the reality is it won't be everybody. So that was a really good episode. I really enjoyed that. And thank you to Eli for joining us. And I've no doubt at some point in the future, we might even have him back because I'm sure he's got. I mean, it was a really difficult one to edit down because we could have got about three episodes out of that there was so much great stuff there so maybe we'll have him back for another episode in the future and of course if there's a subject that you'd like us to cover that we haven't covered yet uh, maybe something you're struggling in or struggling on rather within your business right now let us know get in touch with us via the socials uh, via facebook and instagram uh, or linkedin just search for big little business show and you'll find us or drop us an email via the website big show.co.uk and say ear paul and claire can you do one on this and then ear yeah you can say it like that if you want to you can even write it like that if you want to <laughs> um say ear paul and claire uh, can you do it i prefer yo myself all right, all right then we can go with yo uh yo paul and claire um uh, <laughs> that sounded awful. It didn't. It doesn't work, does it? You can't say. You've got an American accent to say yo. I think so. Ears better. So ear Paul and Claire. Um, here's a great idea for a, a podcast episode. Can you do one on this? And then we'll go and find an expert who knows all that stuff and have them on the show. It's easy as it works. Really, that's how it works. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? That's it. We're done, aren't we? We are. Yeah. Good. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Box tick. I miss you. Can you come back for the next one, please? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll promise to be there for the next one. Say goodbye, Claire. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley. You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show.